What's up, everybody? Tapping in, man. This your boy, two player, two player, Zeb G O U L D. Tapping in, man. Twenty twenty one. Wow, we made it. We survived. We survived. Probably one of the most uh, interesting, if not totally disruptive years in modern history, definitely in the 21st century so far when we look at 2020 and what happened. We survived, y'all. And as we close out this first chapter in 2021, the year, is, it, it, you could say is, hey, you know, <laughs> it, it left in the, left, leaving where it left us last month. And, so, and, and things are moving fast. We have a new president. Joe Biden, you know, listen, everybody was nervous. They thought the Trumper was going to try to pull something. And, I, you know, I was one that was like, nah, he can't. Listen, this thing is all, this thing is bigger than Trump. He knows it. It's bigger than any of us. And so we can't manipulate outcomes and change things for our own desire. These things are already written. Uh, you know, welcome to the Green Revolution. Uh, I'm going to go through a rebranding of this show. You know, we've been doing uh, a lot of different content levels. I've been really looking at how I can use my voice to be more impactful. I, I really was just using this as like I'm on stress relief therapy. Uh, talk about things in my life, things that I, you know, working on thoughts. Uh, ideology and you know and, and eventually wanted to open up to having more hosts and uh, you know other people on and I still may I still may take that direction but we're gonna go through a rebranding and look at content from a social uh, construct um, really deep a deep dive uh, be very intentional about taking deep dives into these like social constructs that we are a part of and how some of these things uh, you know, by 2045, because of technology and, and DNA and gene editing and cyborgs and all these other things where these constructs that have separated us will, will, will no longer be necessary. So when we look at uh, where we are now in the 21st century, there has to be new conversations around transhumanism. Uh, what does it mean to live longer than what our ancestors and predecessors did? Uh, what does it look like as people start to spread out more? Uh, we talk a lot about you know population control. And, you know, people, I mean, Elon Musk is planning to go to Mars. Like, let that sink in. Uh, he's sending, I mean, so we have to look at the, the, you know, the world and the galaxy as a new, a new thing and as something that is, more localized in our lives than we have in the past. And I've, I'm a self-proclaimed futurist, uh, Nubian futurist, Afro-futurist. Um, uh, one of my good friends and mentors, uh, Dr. Ronaldo Anderson, uh, wrote the manifesto, uh, Afrofuturism 2.0. Um, and I, I think coming from where we're from, um, you know, well, well, I would say, I'm going to say we're from, but, you know, he's out of the Ferguson movement. And, you know, my grandmother live right in front of where, you know, uh, Mike Brown Jr. body laid for six hours. And so those types of trauma uh, that 
people experience and the art that came from it, the mindset, the creative, the organizing, the the, the movements, the the connections, the people. I mean, you can't imagine this energy field of creativity and flow that came out of Ferguson. That came from this movement space. That came from this grassroots, uh, from the bottom up. You know, man, amazing revolution and um, the uprising, the rebellion. Every everybody has different names. They call it. It was beautiful. And uh, the amount of talent and mind and brain and, t- and and heart power that came from that movement and is still growing is is tremendous. So shout out to all the activists from the crib, from the Lou. Salute. Uh, I want to drop that. And, and, and so uh, even that, your superheroes, like Corey Bush, Congresswoman, who upset the long time, long time Star Wars uh, uh, my fraternity brother, uh, the great Lacey Clay, uh, you know, people had their opinions of uh, Con- Congressman Clay. But Congressman Clay, you know, I thought he had done a great deal of work for our community. Uh, he was a great symbol for a time that has probably passed. And uh, I think Corey Bush represents the feminine energy of of, of the Ferguson movement. Well, I believe, I think you just started to see the transition. And and I think it was a time where people were like complaining about the voices that emerged from, you know, from Ferguson and some of the people who maybe not have been necessarily in the streets and doing certain things. But, you know, the amount of powerful women that came out of the Ferguson movement. Man. I, you know, my mother was one, is one of them. So it's just, it's just, uh, it's tremendous, man. It's tremendous. The power that came from Ferguson, that came out of that light, tremendous. And so, uh, you know, here we are. We, we, uh, we really, really trying to imagine here is this new earth. Uh, I've been trying to reimagine this construct for, you know, through my business, through my sacred commerce, through my practice, uh, as a, you know, I call myself, you know, I call myself Captain Planet and really focusing on being like somebody that's healing, that's looking to heal the planet, heal the world, uh, you know, heal, heal from a standpoint of not just uh, through having solar panels on your roof and, you know, generate energy, but also heal from an entire lifestyle consciousness like shit. Right. Like let's reimagine community. Let's reimagine, especially in our communities where people who don't who have, you know, the least. Well, let's make these smart transitions uh, and you implement these kind of like different modules. It becomes digital and it becomes something you earn credit for. And so uh, it takes on like a network effects in terms of how we communicate with each other. And how we respond. And, I, I, you know, one of the interesting things about growing up, I grew up in this very diverse community. Uh, I sometimes get angry <laughs> uh, and, and say crazy things, uh, which in this world, you can't say that stuff anymore. That I grew up in the 80s. And, you know, it was just the 80s, man. Fast times at Ridgemont High. And, uh, you know, we used to have, you know, shit. Obviously, race is always something. But it was never really a thing <laughs> when I was growing up. Race was not the thing, man. That's how crazy it was, man. That's how crazy the world is today. 
Like, and it's funny saying that because it, it was a thing, but it wasn't a thing amongst the peer group. And so even if people's folks' parents felt a type of way, our friends didn't feel it. And if they did, it was something they just had a respect. I remember one of my homies, my, said my lawyer, he said, man, you punched me in the back of my head for calling you the N, saying the N-word. And I didn't even say it like that. I was like, what's up, my nigga? And the next thing I know, I was like, black and out. I'm like, I did that? He was like, yeah. He said, this is the last time I used that word. I'm like, fuck no. And I'm building my mom like, motherfucker, it ain't the last time you do this. I'm guarantee you, somebody pissed, some black motherfucker pissed him off. He was like, black ass nigga, fucking pissed me off. And I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that's what everybody goes to, and it sounds crash. I just think fucked up like that probably sometime. And, I, and I'm working on that, you know. That's something I'm working on. But, uh, I mean, shout out to Matt Fry, man. You know, that's my guy. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, my boy Adam Lynch. You know, I now I sound like the old white cats to be like, well, I got white friends. And, uh, you know, I mean, white, I mean, I got so many friends. I mean, isn't, I'm not even worried about that. But I think from a standpoint of looking at the true power uh, and dynamic of what we're really being able to transform coming from that environment. I speak at so many different multicultural communities and coming in, they, un- they understand rage. They look at me and think I should be raised. You should, I, and then a lot of times you're getting it and, and people are almost demystified by how tapped into the frequency I am and how often I stay on the frequency. Man, you know, it's just one of those things where when you stay on the frequency, things will sway. The river will move. But you ought to, you have to be, you know, I am the storm. You know what I'm saying? Like when the storm comes, you got to say I am the storm. You know, and so I think what if anything 2020 taught me was to be the storm, you know, because, you know, everybody has been talking about Kobe and, you know, everything, you know, the, the, the anniversary. I don't even know how you saw, call some an anniversary of somebody who lived such a, to me, such an amazing guy, such an amazing uh, father, and say we're celebrating the anniversary of that person's death. Um, I don't celebrate death anniversaries. I just don't. So as everybody else was like, oh man, this is the day Kobe. I'm not celebrating that energy. I'm celebrating the energy of one of the greatest fathers, husbands, great basketball players that ever lived, that ever one of the, 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 the man whose mentality I haven't even I haven't even want to touch that. Cash didn't even want to play with Kobe. Cash couldn't even, listen, they put a room out that Kobe couldn't attract people to play with him in the end of his career. No, motherfucker. Motherfuckers didn't want to put in the work. There were no, there weren't Jason Tatum's and Jalen Brown's when Kobe was still playing. Man, if he could have, man, Man, I know he was. I know he was thinking like, yo. But then he, he he thought like we all. Everybody knows. Your time is your time. 
when even in my high school, when I went back, and obviously high school, we graduate, you're gone. But you know, everybody comes back to their old high school. All all the old high school gym rats that love, that was the man, and you know, I used to be the so and so, so and so. We all come back. You can't help but to come back. What do you mean? You got to come back. And so, in 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 that coming back, you begin to to like, damn. You know, I you know you start looking at the used to bees, and I tell people used to bees don't make no honey. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just one of them things. It's a real thing, and we get caught up in all of that because that's part of human nature. We're caught up in, oh man, I could do this, and it's and listen, and there's nothing wrong with feeling, you know, this way, that way. But we have to tap in and understand the real reality of what we're experiencing in this life is that. You know, God don't make mistakes. You know, your service is going to open up so many doors. Your love frequency, your guidance, your your, your energy. And I, and I go there, man, listen. It's, it's going to open doors, man. This is, this is the time. This is such an amazing time to be alive. I'm telling you. You know, and I know I switch gears a little bit, but I'm just saying, man, this is... This is the time. Man, you know, I'm celebrating that Kobe that was the assassin and that people were scared to adapt his mentality because they they didn't they weren't man enough. They weren't they weren't they weren't tough enough to be like the black mama. And so if you didn't if you were if the real story, not the media, not the fake news is this. They didn't have the mindset to go play with Kobe. And if you lack the mindset, that's anything. That's anybody. If you lack the mindset, you're not going to be successful. No matter of fact, nobody going to want to. Matter of fact, you don't got to worry about nobody uh, not coming to uh, play with you. Because nobody want to play with you either. And they don't want to play with you not because you're, you're too tough. They're not going to want to play with you because you don't have a mindset. And so it's a mindset, man. Teamwork is a mindset. And, you know, I think, you know, it's something that I haven't done, but I got to do. In, even in my own organization, in my teams, is build more culture. I, I, I do so much intrapersonal building with, on myself. And part of being a leader is sharing that and getting in the weeds with folks. And I'm so private because I've been burned so many times because I'll be like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it, I'll rely on myself. Fuck it, I'll trust myself. Because I'm, I'm counting on somebody to do something for me, negotiate for me, help me think about things that I can't think about. And you know what I get? I get crucified because guess what? I'm at the head. And so when you're at the head, you be like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And that's why Kobe didn't get, beat Michael Jordan in terms of rings. But I say impact and mentality, as you've seen, people respected that dagger. They respected that darkness that he tapped into. And everybody has a little of that black mamba in them. Everybody wants to tap into that dark nature and make it respond. You know, can you, sum, can you summon... Your, your, your gifts at will. 
Can can you do it on a dime? That's 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 the mama mentality. Can you summon it at will? If if you get knocked down, punched in the mouth, will you come back? Can you take the ridicule? Can you take the can you take the abuse? That's the mama mentality. So you know, again, I said this year we're gonna come in different. Uh, it's beautiful. It's twenty twenty one. I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's so many things I would talk about from in in January. Uh, I would be like, hey. You know, how is CES and what are the next big thing is CES? And, you know, obviously a few years ago, I talked more about IoT and, um, you know, we're working with uh, several IoT companies from Spark IoT, Twilio, uh, a lot of different integrations for AI that are happening. We are uh, building out more um, AI focused call center driven uh, data for some of our customers and clients uh, moving into some manufacturing just excited about everything that's happening uh, in our capital stack as far as uh, where we offer in terms of to our clients, uh, you know, from technology capital, social capital, uh, opportunities for finance, and it just comes together. And so I think it's a real thing when we look at opportunities and we say, hey, this is the opportunity we I want to seize, this is the opportunity I want to build, and we just run with it, man. So, like I said, I'm pumped up. We got a tremendous amount of opportunities in our pipeline. We're ready to roll. We just got to keep swinging for the fences. And I think that's how you got to look at your life. It's how I look at my business life. You have a tremendous, you have unlimited potential. You have unlimited possibilities surrounding you right now. Unlimited things that can change for you right now in your life. You're so close to your next level. You just have to be relentless and not in that necessarily the action. Relentless in spirit to know that you're going to be ordered to go do the thing that you've been called to do. Yo, this your boy Zip, two player, two player. I'm going to holler at y'all. Peace.